No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we conclude our study of God's appointed offerings by looking at the fall feasts of trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and tabernacles. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Numbers chapter 29 on Simply the Bible. Numbers 28 and 29 go together. God was reminding a new generation about his regularly appointed offerings before they entered the promised land. Numbers 28.2 is the key verse of these two chapters. Command the children of Israel and say to them, My offering, my food from my offerings, made by fire as a sweet aroma to me, you shall be careful to offer to me at their appointed time. We pointed out yesterday that while there were some sin offerings, most of the appointed offerings were sweet savor offerings consisting of burnt, grain, and drink offerings. These picture the complete consecration of Christ in doing God's will, which is a fragrant aroma and well-pleasing to the Father. We continue today with the appointed offerings for the annual feasts. We pick it up in Numbers 28:16. On the 14th day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord, and on the 15th day of this month is the feast. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work, and you shall present an offering made by fire as a burnt offering to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year. Be sure they are without blemish. Passover commemorated their exodus from Egypt. They killed the Passover lamb at twilight in the 14th day of the first month. But no mention is made of that here. For the Lord is only giving instructions for the sweet savor and sin offerings. The Feast of Unleavened Bread lasted for seven days. On the first and seventh days, they did no regular work, but had holy assemblies. Every day they presented the sweet savor offerings of two bulls, one ram, and seven lambs. Along with each of these, they presented a grain offering of fine flour and olive oil. Finally, they would offer a goat as a sin offering to make atonement for them. These sacrifices were in addition to the regular morning and evening burnt grain and drink offerings. In the New Testament, Passover relates to the Lord's Supper, where we remember that Jesus is our Passover lamb who has taken away the sins of the world. 1 John 4.10 says, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. This Greek word that is translated propitiation signifies the removal of wrath by the offering of a gift. Through the gift of Christ's innocent body, he has removed God's wrath from everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad? Now, in communion, the unleavened bread reminds us of Christ's body broken for us, and the cup reminds us of his blood shed to forgive us of our sins. 
But the sweet savor offerings of the Passover foreshadowed the consecration of Christ that was toward God and would please and satisfy the Father. Verse 26, Also on the day of the first fruits, when you bring a new grain offering to the Lord at your feast of weeks, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. You shall present a burnt offering as a sweet aroma to the Lord, two young bulls, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year. The Feast of Weeks was also known as Pentecost because it came 50 days after Passover in the May-June season. They would offer the first fruits of their harvest in trust and dependence upon God for a greater harvest to come. At Pentecost, the same sweet savor offerings were offered as at Passover, along with their grain and drink offerings. And a kid of the goats would be offered as a sin offering for atonement. Of course, whenever we think of Pentecost in the New Testament, we think of the birth of the church, as we're told in the second chapter of Acts. We are blessed as we consider that in Christ, we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit who remains with us even to the end of the age. But here we see that the sweet savor offerings of Pentecost pointed to the fragrant aroma the church would be to God. For in Christ, we have been set apart to serve him. It is also the promise of a greater harvest of souls to come. Chapter 29. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. For you, it is a day of blowing the trumpets. You shall offer a burnt offering as a sweet aroma to the Lord, one young bull, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year without blemish. The seventh month corresponds to our September-October calendar. This was their harvest or Thanksgiving feast. With the new moon and the first day of the month came the blowing of trumpets. This announced the three feasts that were celebrated that month. The sweet savor offerings for the Feast of Tabernacles consisted of one bull, one ram, and seven lambs, along with their grain offerings. They would present a kid of the goats as a sin offering. In addition, they would offer the regular new moon and daily sweet savor offerings. Many Bible commentators believe that the Feast of Trumpets corresponds to the rapture of the church. If so, what a sweet savor it will be to the Lord when the bride and bridegroom are united forever. For when we are gathered to the Lord in the air, then we shall ever be with the Lord. Verse 7. On the tenth day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall afflict your souls. You shall not do any work. You shall present a burnt offering to the Lord as a sweet aroma, one young bull, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year. Be sure they are without blemish. This was the Day of Atonement. It was the only feast that was a fast. They would afflict their souls. For on this one day of the year, the high priest would enter the most holy place and sprinkle the blood of the sin offering on the mercy seat. They were to do no work on this day, signifying that our atonement is due to no work of our own, but completely dependent upon the work of God. The sweet savor offerings were one bowl, 
one ram and seven lambs, all without blemish. These would be accompanied by their grain offerings of fine flour and oil. Also, a kid of the goats would be offered as a sin offering, besides the Day of Atonement sin offerings of a bull for the high priest and a goat for the people. Clearly, the Day of Atonement points to the cross where on one day atonement was made for all sin, for all people, for all time. But the feast finds its complete fulfillment when, according to the prophet Zechariah, Christ will return to Jerusalem and all Israel will look upon the one whom they have pierced and mourn for him as one mourns over the loss of an only son. The Bible says that God will remove their sin in a single day. Then, according to the Apostle Paul, all Israel will be saved. Indeed, what a sweet savor that will be to the Lord. Verse 12. On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work, and you shall keep a feast to the Lord seven days. You shall present a burnt offering, an offering made by fire as a sweet aroma to the Lord, thirteen young bulls, two rams, and fourteen lambs in their first year. They shall be without blemish. The sweet savor offerings of the Feast of Tabernacles were the most curious of all. For the number of bulls would decrease by one each of the seven days of the feast. The first day, they would offer 13 bulls, two rams, and 14 lambs, along with their grain offerings. The second day, they would offer 12 bulls, two rams, and 14 lambs, along with their grain and drink offerings. In addition, they would offer a kid of the goats as a sin offering. On day three, everything would be the same as day two, except that they would offer 11 bulls. On day four, the number of bulls decreased by one to 10 bulls. Everything else was the same. Day five, nine bulls. Day six, eight bulls. Day seven, you guessed it, seven bulls. And then we come to day eight, verse 35. On the eighth day, you shall have a sacred assembly. You shall do no customary work. You shall present a burnt offering, an offering made by fire as a sweet aroma to the Lord, one bull, one ram, seven lambs in their first year without blemish, and their grain offering and their drink offerings for the bull, for the ram, and for the lambs by their number, according to the ordinance. Also one goat as a sin offering, besides the regular burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. And with that, the sweet savor offerings of the Feast of Tabernacles concluded. What does the Feast of Tabernacles point to? Of course, it pointed back to their 40 years in the wilderness where God supplied their needs. That was why for seven days during the feast, they would construct shelters of tree branches and camp out in these. But looking forward, most Bible commentators believe that this feast speaks of the millennial reign of Christ. It is interesting that the Feast of Tabernacles is the one feast mentioned that is celebrated during the millennial kingdom. Why do the number of bulls offered as burnt offerings decrease by one each day? I really have no idea. Guess we'll have to wait till we get to heaven to ask God about that one. As we've mentioned, the sweet savor offerings ultimately point to the work of Christ toward God 
in his willingness to fully consecrate his life to the will of the Father. Since the Feast of Tabernacles has the most sweet savor offerings of any of the feasts, it must be an especially fragrant aroma to God as he considers the millennial kingdom when his son will reign on the throne of David. The nations shall be his inheritance and he shall reign forever and ever. Verse 39. These you shall present to the Lord at your appointed feasts besides your vowed offerings and your freewill offerings as your burnt offerings and your grain offerings, as your drink offerings and your peace offerings. So Moses told the children of Israel everything just as the Lord commanded Moses. All the offerings mentioned in Numbers 28 and 29, sweet savor and sin offerings, were prescribed by God and were mandatory. For God wanted his people to remember him by faithfully presenting his offerings. This was in addition to the vowed and free will offerings they voluntarily gave to God. As this all speaks of our worship, we have our regular times of worship, Sunday church services, for example, but we also have our free will times of worship when we spontaneously give God thanks and praise for how good He is and how much He has blessed us by His grace. May we remember him by faithfully presenting all our sacred offerings of worship. Truly, he is worthy. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to any previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com. Click on Program Archives and scroll down to Simply the Bible. Next week, we'll take a break from the Book of Numbers to interview several of our small group leaders at Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. We hope you'll join us for this special time as they share their heart's passion for the people that they serve here on Simply the Bible. <laughs>